If you find value in our show and want to help us produce more awesomeness, there are several ways to do so. Go to anchor.fm slash thefandemic and help out monetarily. Don't forget to send us a message. We would love to hear from you. Or find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash p-v-o-t-n pandemic where levels of awesomeness awaits and a chance to be part of the show if you can't help monetarily no biggie share the awesomeness on your socials and don't forget to leave a review all right let's get on with the show this is the pandemic Hosted by my dad. A podcast about catching up and nerding out. With anyone whose awesomeness levels rival mine. So level up your awesomeness and welcome to the pandemic. It's the end of the week. You know what that means. It's time to declare war. The What's Awesome report for the week ending May 1st. 2022 where we give you all the who's it's and the what's it's we talk about movies tv shows comics if it's awesome and it came out this week it's pretty much fair game all in about a typical lunch break i'm brad labutin and this is brian s dennis with the s stands for flashback and brian this is the may <laughs> this is the may and may the force be with you absolutely all right, Brian, we got no time to waste. Let's get uh, let, let's go ahead and declare war sure. on what is awesome this week. Sir, why don't you uh, kick it off? Okay, so here's the deal. So as you heard me say, my name is Brian S. Dillon with the S stands for flashback. But no other reason than three of the shows that I really uh, enjoyed this week all had a common theme. They really had a lot of flashbacks in them. So we got to start off. And the great uh, thing about these is that I think they really answered some unanswered questions, moved us forward, and even tied a little bit uh, to some of the other material that they'd be linked to. So instead of me being on Mysterious, let's jump right into it. And Bradley, let's start with, the at least for season one, the next to the last episode of Moon Knight. Oh my gosh, you know, for being a week away from Mother's Day, <laughs> it was one mother of an episode, wasn't it? Yes, uh, it was. Yes, and all I needed from this episode that we didn't we'll get to our scores here, but the only thing I needed also in this episode that I didn't get was for uh someone to yell out no more wire hangers. That's all we needed was no like that should be Moon Knight's like weakness. <laughs> Superman has kryptonite, Moon Knight has wire hangers. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that might end up being a title of the episode. No more wire hangers. I think it works, man. I think it works. Um, so, yeah. So for those of you that have been watching the show, and if you're not, what are you doing with your uh, uh, Wednesday mornings? I usually stream the show about four o'clock in the morning because I'm up. But uh, one of the great things that, we, that happened here, which 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 is what we need to happen. And I think that's what we're going to to out of range as well. If we get to that is we need there to be some level of reveal. Like, it's great to have all these great cryptic, I kind of think was, I kind of know what's going on, but maybe not, and and throw little twists and turns at us. But we all want that great explanation to really, you know, tie it all together. And we got a big piece of that this week in Moon Knight. Uh, So, Brad, do you want to talk a little bit about what you saw in the episode? What didn't you see in the episode? Uh, This episode, man, so they are on a ship which is yes. the, they are going to the egyptian underworld yes and 
pretty much uh, it, they a lot of reveals. Um, uh, Mark created Stephen to hide from the abuse of his mother. Absolutely, absolutely. It, spoiler alert uh, for yes, the two yes. people in the world well, that haven't it, seen episode five. Yes, um, and as always, when you listen to the war report, it's always spoiler alerts in there. But yeah, so I think that's so important is number one when they're on the ship to the underworld and they're trying to find if they're going to line up either in uh, in 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 this release in this relief structure this religion structure is either the uh, land of reeds which is analogous to heaven or are they going to be in the basically the sand of lost souls so first off the the the, the cgi in, in the special effects of this show i mean there is benefit having marvel disney money behind you uh because this was just incredibly beautiful episode but the entirety of the episode is really the idea of weighing their hearts and their hearts hearts plural because there are two uh, have to be uh, equal to the weight of a feather. That shows that they're in perfect balance. And so you saw with the bulk of the episode and the tail end of the episode prior with them, again, kind of reliving different aspects of their lives to see uh, what is out of balance. Really, may, not that they've led perfect lives, but them coming to peace with the things that have occurred. And really between the two personalities, Mark and Steven, but there to be no secrets. And it was really great. You got to give um, Oscar Isaac so much credit. And again, this the, the way he carries himself between Stephen and Mark, uh, different, I mean, obviously the same person, but the, the body stance, the, the accent, just everything really being two different people. And I've seen that in many of the Reddit articles, even folks that don't quite dig the show, they go, his acting is just phenomenal. Yeah, this is this is Oscar Isaac at his absolute best. By the way, have we ever had a person tangent? Have we ever have, have we ever had a person named Oscar win an Oscar? I think you may have just blew up my mind. That's I blew your hair off, so we got to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So as we progress through Moon Knight. We see lots again parts of 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 really Mark's past. And we've talked yeah. about this on the podcast before is that based on the comics, uh, uh, Mark has multiple personality disorder, dissociative identity disorder, which is a term now. So there's different personalities within this. But the show had really not touched on that really deeply. It almost, like, what's going on? Why are the two different people? And we really got that. We started to see that getting described more and more. That first time we, we wind up uh, that, number one, we learned very quickly that uh, Mark's family and Stephen's family are the same family because uh, Stephen recognizes Mark's mom as his mom. Yeah. We also understand that there is a, uh, an, a previously undiscovered, untalked about brother. And uh, as most things happen, when you go into a cave as two underage boys, oh, you know what they say about caves and underage boys, two walk in, only one walks out. Um, so we have a very tragic death, uh, and then the things that happen from there, really, again, I think this handles mental health, trauma in a very sensitive way, uh, definitely brings in some of the of the fantastic, but I gotta give them so much credit, is that they took a topic that could easily be stereotyped or handled really indelicately, and they did a great job, and this also is gonna come when we review Picard, I handled it very, very delicately and with a great deal of reverence and respect so finishing up just a little bit on moon night here's where we get to the we start to put everything together and then we'll do our review and the and the uh the scoring is what we wind up happening is um 
there's this one final moment between Mark and his mom that Stephen wants to see that Mark keeps getting in the way of. We'll eventually see what happens is that uh, Mark's mom, who never forgave him and blamed him for the death of his brother, goes in and begins to get, uh, beats him and physically abuses him, to which Mark goes, Stephen, that's your purpose. You don't have to see that. You don't get to know that. You get to think he names all these things about the mom, but really the most important thing, Brad, is he says this: you get to live in a world where your mom is still what? Not not a good person, or or still loves you. I think it's, it's still alive. Still, still alive. alive. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So we find out that what and if you said for the, the early episodes that started, the Mark will all, excuse me, Stephen will often be on the phone with his mom, and we realize that it's very much a la Fight Club. Mom is gone. Mom died. They actually they talk about sitting Shiva and then again, um, the characters of Jewish descent. So they very much play make sure that we are aware of those. Again, just I think it's very respectful of different cultures. And then uh we get we even see the birth of Moon Knight, yeah. which I thought was just really just a kick-ass visual. Um, and so we get a lot of those things that have really been hidden. Is that Stephen actually and again we see Stephen State this kind of again like in Fight Club, who's the original? Uh, Steven realizes that he actually is not the original. He is a shade. He's a personality that Mark Spector created in order to deal with the abuse inflicted by his mom. Just, and they they took us on that great ride in about 48 minutes. And I think it ended also with the ending of it, which again, we, we've already spoiled most of the episode for folks, but that's what you get. But it also gave us a great cliffhanger for what's going to be next week's season finale. Yeah. And you know what? Like, they could have easily ended the season there. Mm-hmm. And and you would have been mad. We, yes. You don't want to see them. But but I wouldn't but have. That, but, what a great, but what a great way to go to the next year, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. What, what do you and rate we, it? Well, I rated it as, by the way, we got a couple things we wanted. We talked about with them putting Contra in a stone. Like, we don't get any Contra, we don't get any suit. They gave both a quick uh, bit of Contra and a, bit, a quick piece of the suit. So that, that made me happy. And I gave it four and a half. I gave it, I gave it four and a half um, uh, beardies because, again, I think five is way too easy to come by based on my partner's ratings. So I'm going to be the rational one and give it four and a half. How about you, sir? Well, Brian, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to give it a five beardy. This was definitely Chris Stapleton with ZZ Top singing Tennessee whiskey in Nashville, Tennessee, while I'm taking a shot of whiskey. I love this episode. With Justin Timberlake in the back drawing on a beers, so he can play with the big boys. Okay. Yes, All right. Yes. It, it was great. It was great. I talked probably longer on that than I needed to for the review. But again, this was... This one actually, I think last week I talked about how the most recent episode of Halo was my second after the the uh-huh. seasoning opener. I think this one actually was my favorite. I think this may have been my favorite episode of the season. You know, I, I can I can definitely see that. Uh, it, and if it's not my favorite, it's tied with my favorite. This is yeah. this in the first episode were just amazing. It gave us it gave us one of the better depictions they've done in the MCU of an origin story. And think of yeah. how great that is. It took them to episode five to give us the origin story of a completely care of a character we had nothing on previously. I yeah. think that was great. They held their water mm-hmm. till next to episode five, next to last of the season, and we got the origin story we've been needing. Perfect. All right, well, sir. So I want to talk a little bit about Superman and Lois episode ten. All right. So. Superman, the last we saw Superman, he actually went through a portal to the mirror world. 
mm. uh, which is it's bizarre world. I'll just call it what it is. And it's about him trying to figure out everything there. Well, you have John Kent, who is John L, because in that world, they're they're famous. They're you know, they're the L's. And John is very much a la Superboy Prime. Now, if you know your comics, Superboy Prime is not the not. greatest of things. <laughs> uh, plus, had a really crappy haircut. I mean, the haircut was yeah was I'm yeah I don't between Alexander Luthor and Superboy Prime, the haircuts were just atrocious. But you, you please continue, correct. please I continue. Mean, right, right. But anyway, so um, to make a long story short, uh, John John Kent goes back to Earth, the Earth, because he needs to merge with, uh, or John L needs to merge with John Kent uh, for the Transcendence, and uh, the the season is wrapping up. It, it, sure. It's been a really good season. Now, I'm not the great, the biggest Superman fans, but the show is really good. You should give it a listen, or give it a, not a listen, give it a watch. So. Uh, I will say, as someone that you know is not only not a big Superman fan, generally I dislike yeah. Superman themed things. And I will say, of the live action series and live action movies that we've had of Superman, this is my favorite Superman vehicle. I'm I'm lagging behind it to catch up, mm-hmm. but up to what I have seen, it's without a doubt my favorite uh, version of Superman, in- including the actor who plays. Uh, Superman. I think. The, yeah. I think. I think he looks. I think he. I was probably. I probably still go a little bit old school with Christopher Reeve R.I.P. But I mean, truthfully, this is just. This is. This is the Superman that a Batman fan would want. So really enjoying it. This is a Superman that desperately needs a Batman, though, as well. Yes. Like, you. They cannot go too much further without a Batman in in this world. I mean, and and, and Ian, that uh, R.I.P. Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Yes, now, I I never I did not watch at Batwoman after a few episodes of season two. Same, same. So I, I it lost me, and so you can't go to Batwoman without having Batman, right? You know, you have and you can set up Batman. So he's and Jensen Ankles, just make him your Batman, CW. Uh, I, I know you're going through some changes with the whole discovery and the, the merge and all that kind of stuff. They, they already canceled the wonder twins movie. I just read. So mm. I mean, yeah, no, that's too bad. Cause Isabel may. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Had a lot of hope for that, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know it, I get what you're, what you're doing. And if you're going to cancel legends of tomorrow, please, please cancel the flash. It has run its course. <laughs> well, but you know what? Since you mentioned Jensen, the Flash is sort of like supernatural. That is always what you'd always say. Okay, this is the last season. Yeah. No, this is the last season. No, this is the last season. If finally after it's canceled, or you know, you go and then you count. Like I go on Netflix occasionally, and seriously, would count. I think Supernatural. I think it was like. Gosh, I forget now, but it was just uh, an incredible amount of series. See, and a good show overall. Flash has diminished some, but it's like, okay, can we just at some point put people out of the misery? But the rate we're going, um, Ezra Miller's not doing the Flash franchise any any favors. So you may need to stick with this as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you got it there, buddy. But um, this is a really good episode of Superman and Lois. Watch it. I will give it a three and a half. 
Perfect. Perfect. And it, I am definitely to catch up on that and Young Justice. I am lagging behind because and we know we worried a little bit when uh, uh, we've had like Hawkeye and uh, some of the other shows ended. We're like, oh, wow, we're going through a little of a, of a lag there. But we have really picked up with a lot of great things. One of the other great things that uh, we've got going on is Picard. So uh, Picard is in full bore. We're almost at the season finale. And I think I've shared with you before, Brad, my favorite of the Star uh, Trek series is, is The Next Generation. Uh, Picard is my favorite captain. Uh, if they had made Cisco a captain from Jump, Cisco probably had won, but they made the brother work for it. But um, uh, with that being said, this season, again, gives me all the TNG vibes. So, again, I'll try and have less spoilers in this. And, Brad, please jump in. But what this picks up in is what are we going to do about that dastardly Borg queen? So she is now running rampant through Earth. Uh, she's creating Borg. She she goes and steals the queen's uh, 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 clothing. And yeah. and poor Agnes is just trying her darndest just to, just to hang with a little shred of dignity. We see... The continuation. This one actually didn't have really any, really any cue in it of any significance. But we did understand for every first big bad, you have a secondary, and Doctor Soon is really becoming that secondary uh, big bad. So we saw a big push in this one of them fighting off the the new the and not the full on boards that we've seen that are really more cyborg. These are just full of basically Borg nanites. So they appear to be human, but they are Borg. And her really trying to Borg Queen, trying to take over the ship. We see a great battle. We have to see the, uh, the, 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 uh, the holographic combat uh, uh, manifestation of, uh, and I forget the gentleman's, I just forgot oh, the character. Uh-huh. that. Yes. Uh, I thought, no, that's not it, but that is totally it. So we say, we, by the way, any, any Star Trek uh, movie show vehicle where you get a lot of samurai sword play is a win for Brian. Um, so we got a lot of that, which a couple things in there on the tail end, which is why you really check out this episode, is again, so we we discovered, we we see we see flashes since they've been in the past of Picard thinking about his mom and various um, uh, ways he interpreted those memories as a child. Picard's got to be in his 70s, maybe even 80s, how he's, how he's uh, depicted much less actual Patrick Stewart's actual age. So it's been a long time. Um, but we got to really get that Again, a resolution of things going on his mom. Mom experienced uh, some sort of mental health. They don't exactly give it a name other than she has incidences. And we see where uh, mom, unfortunately, uh, by the way, Brett, have you seen the episode? Was I keep talking about I did. About? I am okay. all caught up. All right. However, I, I was not able to get caught up in outer range this week. Okay. All right. I didn't yeah. either. So we, we, we can skip out of range. But we see Picard's mom. Uh, committed act that unfortunately far too many individuals who struggle with mental health do commit and as a result of that we actually get a little retconning from uh, a next generation episode where Picard talks about uh, in, in different circles he's a mad his mom is an old woman and drinking tea with her which my mind goes okay again one of my favorite episodes and what this ends up is a couple things uh, number one uh, the board queen goes off and leaves the planet. However, this board queen has a new mission. Agnes and make sure to explain to the board queen that the reason that she continually loses is that the Borg are assimilated instead of volunteering. 
And what if instead of assimilating people against their will, they reach out for those who were injured, who were sick, who were ill, who needed, who willingly wanted to become Borg as of extending their lives instead of being forced to become Borg. And that will give the queen the, the really the, the collective that she wants. So as a way of thanking us all for re-envisioning the Borg collective and actually saying that there will not be a need to, for a Borg slayer, she gives us one last thing. And what does she give us as a parting gift? Who do we have the return of in all their glory, sir? Oh, man. Uh, Blonde hair, cold, stern. She's going to cast over the entire show. I'm being way too vague this week. We get just, a ret- Instead of us now having Annika anymore, we now have the return of actually seven of oh, nine. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we have seven of nine, of nine back. Seven yeah, of nine I, I was is, thinking like, but my brain yeah. is still on the on the next generation. I'm like, no, nobody came back. But we have the we have the same actress. We have, but instead of Anika, she is now or Annika. I think is how to say her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of Annika, she due to an injury actually inflicted by the Borg Queen, the Borg Queen in, a, in order to heal her before leaving, re re uh, re um, put back in. That's a really long way of saying that. <laughs> Uh, but basically, she reestablished the implants yeah. that Seven of Nine had in her previous incarnations throughout uh, 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 Voyager and other products. And so we have old school Seven of Nine, including more the emotionless voice, that cold, dead stare, the fact that she probably would never be available for any type of long term happy relationship, which means in Brian's eyes, she's incredibly attractive now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When man. she like she was capable of actually caring for another human being, I had no interest. Now that she's this cold, heartless cyborg creature, yes. That's when that's when the podcast goes creepy. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> um, I will say that I enjoy Picard better in multiple episodes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, like Picard is best in my opinion, best watched with with two in a row. Yep. And... It, it's, it definitely lends itself better to binging than episodic. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, man, you are absolutely right, man. Right now, this is the best that I think that it's been. This, yes. this is way better than season one, in yes. my opinion. Yes. Yes. So we'll get to our scores here. I gave it four and a quarter beardies. Again, probably my favorite episode of the season. Really good. What about you, sir? If you give oh. it a five, I'm, I'm jumping off. I swear <laughs> if you give it a five, I'm jumping off. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a five. Uh, the series, the the season might get a five, but I will give it a four. All right, and then the final thing that I want to review is uh, Halo. So our buddy Master Chief, oh Master Chief, Master Chief. So where you le- where we left off before was a previous episode was that they have lost the second or uh, second artifact, uh, as well as gaining uh, Mackie. Or McKee, uh, uh, and what happens now as UNSC is trying to number one uh, get back the artifact, but they must deal with the aftermath of this. Master Chief now understands what Dr. Halsey has been working on for all these years throughout him and the entire Spartan program. He realized that he was kidnapped at a very young age. The implants, the training, the trauma, the battles. What does that mean for Master Chief? What does that mean 
for the rest of the <clears throat> Spartans. By the way, and I think I may have asked you this before, but Brad, what if Kratos was a Spartan? That'd be awesome. That's all it is. Just be awesome. All right. It would just be awesome. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. it would level up my awesome a little bit. I, 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 I would agree. So with that being said, sir, what are some of your thoughts when it comes to Halo? Man, I really dig it. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff on TV right now, yes. especially streaming and Paramount Plus. And you, you got a lot of good things going on. So please uh, keep it up. Um, I, I like Halo. I mean, I don't think it's the greatest TV show. I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty good to the to the to the video games. Um, it's got a decent story to it. I think that they do need to get a little bit more of the action in there because that's what all yes. the video game people want to see. Yes, they yes. want to see Master Chief shooting a bunch of people reload, and they want to see yes. first person view. You know, so they can step back in that role of of, of uh, Master Chief through your eyes. Um, but I think it's as good as it can be. You know, I think it's it's probably one of the better uh, you know shows based on a video game. I mean, right. I can't think of a lot of them. I know Last of Us. I'm sure that'll be really good, but mm-hmm. I, I really can't think of. Uh, wasn't there was there a Resident Evil show? There was a Resident Evil show. You know, usually what video games have done more is movies versus television shows, probably because most video games, while for video games, they may have really good stories. We try to make either a two-hour movie or a, you know, let's say in the world of streaming, a 10-episode show. That can be counted. There could be some lacking things there, and then you go too far, too far away. I agree with you. I think Halo is, in my mind, when we're looking at a video game that's been turned into a movie, this is probably um, the best that I've seen, especially when you look at they have to do it over a series. Again, really good acting. The one criticism that some people have is we've talked about this in other shows too much time with, you know, hey, Paulo Schreiber's a good-looking guy, but, you know, we want Master Chief in the hell, we want Master Chief kicking ass. We've gotten over half the episodes have been more Master Chief doing emotional exploration. So we've kind of gotten more Dr. Phil in Master Chief than, uh, than what we really want, at least, in, at least in season one. This to me, again, I said this, I think, two or three weeks ago, I worry that the show is going way too fast with him because what's going to be left? I mean, if, if he fully... At this point, he's he's got a lot of his old memories back. He they've they've unlocked the conspiracy of the cloning that Dr. Halsey's done. We've talked about Cortana. Uh, uh, you know, you've got all these things that have happened in one season. What's next? You know, I mean, really, that's the real concern. Is the episodes have been fine, but you know, you got to worry about hot shot and too many of your main storylines in you know seven episodes six or seven episodes so uh for that reason uh i had to give it 3.75 because i have greater concerns about the overall series just with them having material to talk about it was still really good very well acted i love dr halsey she's my favorite character um um kind of being cortana though i i really hope I really, and I don't know why they would do, but I really feel at some point we're getting the Master Chief Cortana love story. I'm not sure how that will work, but some of the scenes, Brad, I feel like they're like, they're sowing the seeds for Master Chief Cortana to, you know, for him to put a ring on it, which would be putting a ring on himself. Oh. It's just, it just, it, it gets, you know, Paramount Plus, you know, just don't, just, just don't, don't, don't do that to us, you know? So anyway. That was mine. Was three and okay. three, three seventy five. So what you got, sir? Um, you know, I'm writing that three, three and a half to four. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think three and a half, three point five, it would be for me. Sure, it's, it's a really good show. I'm gonna continue to watch it, but yeah, um, I enjoy it. Three and a half. Yeah, we need Nothing. more. We need yeah, we need and, and I th- what I think should be the tagline for Halo going forward is less feelings, more fighting. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you. All right, uh, now I want to talk a little bit about a comic that came out. Justice League number seven seventy five. This is a lead up to Dark Crisis, which is a new uh, event coming from DC Comics, written by uh, Joshua Williamson with art by Sandoval, Tarragona, and and, and Herms. Uh, so uh, the, all the most important members of the Justice League are stolen from their areas: Batman from Gotham, Superman flying around, Black Adam from from uh, uh, Kondak. Uh, so they are told by the Justice League incarnate. The Justice League Incarnate is President Superman, Captain Carrot, uh, Multiverse Lady. I can't think of her name right now. but um, the, So they're the ones that are kind of the Justice League going through all the multiverse. Well, they, they, they steal the Justice League saying the great darkness is upon us and that they need to work together to stop it. So uh, they go right into the battle and they find the pariah who is kind of mm. been around in a lot of the crises for, for mm-hmm. DC. Yep. And if you know anything about DC, DC likes a crisis. Yes. When in doubt, we have a crisis. We have yep. a crisis on infinite earth. Let's have an identity crisis. Let's have all the crisis all the time. And then even crises after final crisis. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Pariah has this antimatter chamber, which is kind of protecting him, right? Sure. And he is actually turned his he, he has his own army uh, of he calls it his dark army. You know, they didn't put a lot of thought into that, but <laughs> it's consisted of the shadows of Dark Side, Doomsday, Ares, Eclipse. So you know, yeah. so you you get the picture. Yeah, it's so orders of chaos. They, by the way, DC loved to play up the, the whole light versus dark. Yeah, you got the dark night, got dark side. You know, black as night, bright as day. They yep. definitely love to play up those things. Yes, sir. Please continue. Yeah, so the, they they go in and they're fighting. They're fighting the good fight. Uh, they're getting their butts kicked. So who comes to save the day? John Stewart. Uh, John Stewart comes in, and then. Uh, John Stewart gets uh, gets kind of gets taken over by the shadow of uh, of the Spectre, who is under the control of Pariah. Don't worry about it. Just think comics, okay? No, 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 no. no. The Spectre. I'm sorry, DC. Yeah, the Spectre is. If you're not familiar with this character, the Spectre literally is the emissary of God, or in DC's yeah. world, they will say the voice. Okay, the ultimate creator, literally, literally, the specter is one step away from G.O.D. Yeah. With that being said. (laughs) And they do nothing with him. And they do not use specter at all. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Your review. Specter is one of my favorites. Um, uh, I prefer how Jordan based specter than the other versions. But just wait, what? Okay, please continue. Well, and that is the right answer, Brian. That is definitely the right answer right there. Thank you. Uh, so so um, Green Arrow shoots and blows up the antimatter chamber. Okay. okay. So Green, Green Arrow there to save the day. He And however, it costs him his life. Green Arrow is killed 
by Pariah, uh, which is sad, but he dies a hero's death. And then Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all die as well. However, they don't die the hero's death. So this is actually the start of Dark Crisis. So this is the, the direct lead in to Dark Crisis, the death of the, the death of the Justice League. So after this happens, yeah. Black Adam is sent back to the normal time, and he lets Wally West and the son of Kal-El, uh, Jonathan Kent, uh, know yeah. that they're everybody's dead. The Justice League is dead. It's a really good book. It's it's pretty long. Um, Joshua Williamson does not disappoint when it comes to writing comics. So it, it's going to be cool. I think Green Arrow is going to be off the off the board for a long time. I don't think they have any plans with him for a while, which is sad. What about as a new host for the Spectre? That's immediately where my head went when you said they kill off Green Arrow. Because you've been cute on the comments more. And this one, and forgive tangent, yeah. In this in this version of the Spectre, does the Spectre have a human host, or is it strictly the spirit? It's strictly the spirit, and I think so they right. they need a host, and I guarantee that very may be going. Think about giving Oliver Quinn, Queen. The, yeah. it, when I say Quinn, sorry, maybe yeah. I think him and Harley just make the best couple ever. Uh, but could you imagine <laughs> Ollie with the powers of the Spectre? That would just be, yeah. I, All I, right. I would definitely love I would love that. Yes. So, and I already has the color motif. I already got the color. Yep. And then you, you can even do something with a bow and arrow or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure uh, the artist can figure that part out. But uh yeah, very very good. I, I love it, Brian. So um I rate this as a uh a, a good start. So four. I haven't I haven't been I've been reading four beauties. Yep. Yeah, I haven't been reading Justice League in about 10 issues because sure. it got really stupid. Um but this was really good. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to start reading it again. All right. So before we close it, do you have anything else you wanted to review for our Um. World? Oh, real quick. Uh, the offer. The offer. I was, was going to go there on, if you didn't. Yes. On, on Paramount Plus. Yes. We might yes. as well just be a Paramount Plus uh, uh, podcast. Lately. Or they should sponsor the podcast. I may have we to reach you, out to them. We know you're listening. Yes. How about you give us the overview of the offer? Dude. Um. Godfather, yes. About, uh, man, so the offer is about the making of the Godfather. It's got Miles, got Miles Teller, which this is the best thing I think I've ever seen him in. <laughs> so, yes, it, it makes me almost forget him in Fantastic Four. Well, I can't almost. see that because I actually never watched that Fantastic Four because it sounded like a garbage heap. And don't, and don't, I won't, I won't, and don't. Uh, but yeah, my, Miles Teller is fantastic in it, Juno temple uh, is in it as well she is great yes and has a really good cast matthew good uh who more, more famous he was awesome and dias in uh in watchmen mm-hmm. um and i don't want to give a lot of spoilers for this because i really want you to go watch go watch it it's really enjoyable you're gonna yep. watch it you're gonna really like it and you're gonna want to watch another episode when it's done so it is um, also really good that again i know we knew the second fantasy and action and all those wonderful things so the great thing about this too is if you are, I mean, Brad and I both, even though we speak to the sci-fi stuff in this, if you just generally like movies, this is a great show about how movies get made, especially in old school Hollywood. So it's great to see the Paramount lot, and they'll and they have great people that play this. There's a, a great uh, actor that plays Frank Sinatra. If you, Godfather is one of my favorite movies. So if you know any of the backstory of the Godfather from 
Mario Puzo actually writing it to some of the struggles they're getting into in the show already mm-hmm. with getting it made and all the Friends of Force Coppola and all of those things without getting into spoilers. This is a great, obviously it is a fictitious show, so I'm sure they're going to take some liberty in certain areas, but it is a great way of just looking at how movies were made once upon a time and still probably are made a bit today and just finding, uh, finding out some hidden things um, for a movie that a lot of people have seen and it is near and dear to, to lots and lots of people's hearts, including what the movie meant both positively and negative to individuals of Italian heritage. I think this is just a great, great movie. I mean, great, great uh, series based on one episode. Yes, and we will definitely be following the offer. Absolutely. And it's coming up soon, Brave New Worlds as well. Strange New Worlds, Strange New Worlds. Yep, Strange New Worlds, and Obi-Wan is coming up too. Yes, so, yes. Um, yeah, there's going to be a, a, a special pandemic for Obi-Wan. I'm going to do it with a buddy of mine that I used to podcast with, Ben, ben Dupay. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about that. So that's uh, something that's coming up uh, soon. Well, with that, sir, does there anything you want to tell us before we close up our weekly, what was meant to be the fastest 30 minutes, we're a little longer than that this week, but we had a lot of great things to talk about. Anything you want to share, sir? So how can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find me at, uh, you can tweet at me at Fandemic3, message me on Facebook at the Fandemic, follow me on TikTok at Fandemic1, and you there, you can check out my reviews and so much more. Brian, All what right. about you? You can find me online, Facebook, uh, Brian Stephen Dennis. Uh, again, give me a like, give me a follow. I try and keep it like, keep it groovy. And uh, as we're finishing up today, as always, please remember, uh, no retreat, no surrender, and Goonies, never say die. All right. Uh, thanks for catching up. We're all playing the same game in life, just on a different level. You're welcome for leveling up your awesomeness. Remember, live full and die empty. Don't forget to tip your server. And oh, have a great night. What? What?